0: All right, let's get going. So today's daf is daf Dalid in Meseches Beya, Meseches Beitzu. We're up to daf Dalid and we actually got a little bit down on the daf up to Ravashi Omar, which is 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 lines from the top of Dalid, Amud Aleph. We'll give everybody a moment to find the place Dalid Amud Aleph, 13 lines from the top, we're up to Ravashi Omar. So Ravashi Omar is going to just to get our heads back in the game to remind ourselves of what's happening. We yesterday we learned a brisa. we quoted a Brysa. Um, let's look back inside and reread the Brysa to, to help us out. The brisa starts with Mesve Echad Beitza, it's on Gimalamad Beis. And it is eight lines from the top of the page, I believe. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, eight lines from the top of Gimel Ahmed Bez, The Brysa says, Echod, okay? And it was brought down as a kasho, it was brought down as a question, but let's just quickly repeat the Brysa and see where our Gemara is picking up. So again, Gimel Bays, eight lines from the top. This is not today's DAF. We're just going back and reviewing what our DAF is going to be hacking, uh, talking about. So the, the Brysa says as follows, whether the egg was laid on shabbos whether the egg is laid on yom div I saw you don't let him move the egg you can't use it as a cork to stuff up a vessel as rashi explained there are certain angles you could put an egg and you could lean a bed on it you're allowed to protect the egg. Turn a vessel over the egg and to protect it. You're not, Mamish, moving the egg. You're moving the vessel. That's fine to protect an egg. And then, here's the main words we're going to be working off of. Usfika asura. And if there's a suffake about this egg, it's usur. You're not allowed to use the egg. imnis arvu be'elef. And if this egg becomes mixed in a thousand other eggs... It's not Batal and Kul and Asures. They're all going to become User. Okay. That was the Brysa on Gimalamad base. Now, previously, what we learned about this Brysa and what we need to clarify is what does it mean, Sfeka Asura? That when there's a doubt about the egg, it is going to be User. And particularly, what we were bothered by is if, it's a, if the suffix is. What, uh, whether, what day it was laid on. Was it the first day, second day, then it's a suffolk, there banan, and we should be lenient on this egg. It shouldn't be muktza. That's what was bothering us. When we, the bride says, Sveikah Asura, Sinwar says, listen, it must be, we're not dealing with a suffolk about what day it was, it was uh, laid. That can't be the suffolk. Okay. And therefore, the Gemara comes up with various other pshatim. We're not dealing with what day. We're dealing with we're not sure whether uh, we're not sure about the chicken itself. Whether it's a trefa, okay? Maybe the chi- maybe the bird was a trefa, We don't know. So it's a Suffolk daraisa. That's what we tried discussing previously. Now we're going to go to today's daf and pick up from Ravashi Yamar. but this is where Ravashi is going back onto. Okay. So with that three and a half minute introduction, let's get cracking. Says Gemara Ravashi, Yom Ravashi says, "La'ilum suffik yomtiv suffik ha." That brisa, which was, which says that when it, you're in doubt about the egg, is not a doubt about whether the chicken was a treif or not. It was a doubt about what day it was laid on. The question is, if you're in doubt about what day, isn't it a suffik derabanan? Why are we being machmir on this egg? Have a davversheish matirin. Says the says Ravashi, I'll tell you why. Because davversheish matir. After yomtiv, it's going to be mutter to eat this egg. The whole davversheish matirin. And any time you're going to have a time where it's allowed, I feel a Midrabanon like bottle. Even Midrabanon is not going to become bottle in a mixture. And that's why it, uh, it remains Asura. That's why Sveika Asura. Okay, our question was, I, Suffolk, Drabonon? He said, no, 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 no. Suffolk, Drabon, right, but it gets, it's going to get mixed in. And even Midrabanon, when it gets mixed in, you've got to be Machmir as long as there's a time where it will end up being allowed, where there's a general rule. There's a general rule when it comes to Bittl that something that's going to end up being uh, being allowed anyway down the road, you can't rely on Bittl now. Because why would you rely on a, we'll call it a leniency of Bittl when there's no Shiloh tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah, everything's okay. You don't even need to rely on the Bittl. When your only choice is to rely on Bittle, rely on Bittle. When you don't need to rely on Bittu because I gotta have it at a later date, then Bittu wouldn't apply. Okay. Done. We're done with that explanation. Alright, let's go. Tani, we learned that which is <laughs> the name of a Tana, or others, say the name of Rabbi Lezer, An egg that is laid on Yom Tif. you're allowed to eat the egg, and you're allowed to eat the mother. Now, this is not a chiddush, right? Not a chiddush. Hmm. That you're allowed to eat the mother, because right now we're going to assume that it's a chicken made for food. I have the chicken for food, so it never became muksa in the first place. It was set aside for yomtif. I'm allowed to shech the chicken on yomtif to eat on yomtif. Shech the chicken, eat the egg. Gevaldik. Now, says the gevar, my asking, what's the case of this chicken that I'm eating that's allowed? If it's a chicken that's made for chicken, made for food, yeah, so the Salachah is pretty straight up. There's no big chiddush here. You could eat a chicken that was set aside for your yomtef table, and you could eat an egg. Because the egg is just an extension of that chicken. It's food that comes from food that's allowed. So if we're looking for a chiddush, we must be dealing with a a, uh, chicken that was not meant for food. I have a chicken because I wanted to lay eggs. But then he vi masura. Shouldn't they both be muksa? Not set aside for yamtif. And if the chicken's not set aside, why am I allowed to eat the egg? What it means is that you're allowed to eat the egg um, as long as the mother ended up being eaten. Okay? Lamai you ended up eating the chicken, therefore you showed something about the egg. Says the Gemara one second. Hechidah. What are you talking about? What's the case? I bought a chicken before Yom Tov. I didn't have particularly in mind whether this is going to be a chicken for eggs or a chicken for my Yom Tov table. I didn't have specific dots. If I end up it for my Yom Tov table, then it comes out that it's now kind of like not. you don't need to go retroactive but it's kind of clear that my main need was to eat chicken at my yomtiv table. But if you don't end up shechting it on yomtiv, the my Okay, it must be that you did it for him and therefore it's going to be mukta along with its egg. So again, bottom line: what's the chiddush over here? The chiddush over here is that when you have a chicken that you buy without any particular das, you can take the egg and ultimately consider that egg with what, whatever you ended up doing with the chicken. You don't need to have specific das on the egg. You could look at the ultimate action of what was done with the chicken and say, Oh, okay, now that the chicken was eaten, the egg is allowed. Or, now that the chicken is not eaten, the egg is not allowed. Rav Yamar Rav says, or a brisa is a guzma guzma literally means it's an exaggeration it's not exact the halacha that we're talking about in the case over here is not exact now let's explain what this means D'itanya, because we learned in a brysa and a beta can be eaten he in itself the ima and the mother and the baby bird, u'klipasa, and the shell. My right? What do you mean the shell? Ileim klipa you're talking about eating the shell. That's not food. So that's not even called eating, right? You know, somebody eats a rock. You didn't eat the rock. You stuck a rock down your throat. Yeah, that's not called eating. Klipa basahili, you're not even going to call a shell something that was eaten. Ela the ve'klipasa. Rather, what are we dealing with? In a frayach, a baby chicken that's still inside the egg, and you took it from its shell. The whole machlaikas is when the chicken, the baby chick, was already hatched. When it was already hatched on weekday, Rashi explains that there's a machlaikas later on we're going to get into, Bez Hashem, in a couple of days, that. Um, you're not allowed to eat a chicken that comes out, uh, a little baby chick that comes out of an egg when, uh, you know, uh, when it, until it really starts to wake up and develop appropriately. But let's say it's still inside the shell itself. and it never came out. Everybody agrees that you're not allowed to eat this chick. So what would the b'risa mean when it says you could eat the egg, you could eat the mother, you could eat the chick, you could eat the shell? It's not true. Everybody later on in a couple of daf is in agreement that until this chick came out, comes out to the to the airspace of the world on its own, you're not allowed to eat it. The Gemara says, El is not literal. When we say the chick and the shell, we don't mean to mamish eat the shell, because again, the shell is not food. It wouldn't be called eating. Rather, what it means is, what does it mean? It's just the way people talk. Maybe this because it's in the shell, you're not mamish eating the shell. So, Akanami, so too, over here, when we say you're allowed to eat the egg with the mother, it's guzma, yeah, it's just guzma. It's just, but ultimately, what it means is the mother, and we're talking about a mother that had a baby, right, that had this egg, but it doesn't mamish mean that you're literally allowed to have both. Okay, that is Rev Murray's take. So, ultimately, what we've done so far is um, given two shot. Pshat number one, where we said in the Brisa, where you're allowed to eat the egg with the mother. That was a statement. Brisa said, you're allowed to eat the egg with the mother. So far, we have two explanations. Explanation number one is Abaye. Abaye says that you're allowed to eat the egg with the mother. The Kiddush is, I bought a mother without specific intent, whether it's going to be chicken for my yomtef table or the mother's going to lay eggs. I didn't have specific intent. Ultimately, what I end up doing with it, the egg could follow. Okay, that was a biased shot. If Murray comes along and he says, no, the whole thing is not, it's a guzma. It doesn't mamish mean you could eat the mother with the egg. The mother laid the egg, but really we're just dealing with with the mother. Okay, period. Itmar, we learned. We're now moving on from that Bryson. Okay, of a mother and chicken, uh, a mother and egg could be. We're moving on from that Bryson Remember, we learn Shabbos v'yomtif. When you have Shabbos and Yomtif, what well, we would call in Chutz La'aretz, a three-day Yomtif. Yeah? You have Shabbos and Yomtif. Rav Omar. Rav says, Nol de asura b'zeh. Okay? Let's say, Yomtif falls out on Matsi Shabbos. So any egg that was laid on Shabbos is also going to be a problem on Yomtif. Rav Yechen says, Nol de b'zeh muteris no, if you have an egg that was laid on Shabbos, you're going to be allowed to eat it on Yomtif. Okay? Fine. Now, says the Gemara, a Kosovar Rav. Let's say that Rav, who says you're not allowed to eat it on Yom Tif, when it was laid on Shabbos, right? Shabbos is going right into Yomtif. So Rav says if it's laid on Shabbos, you can't have Yomtif. Let's say Rav holds Kedusha Achasi. We're going to get into a beautiful conversation here, a beautiful back and forth about the holiness of Shabbos and Yom Tif. two days Yom Tov uh, is is Rosh different. maybe Rav holds that Shabbos and Yom Tif is all the same kedusha, and Mimela once it's usher on Shabbos, that kedusha continues, and therefore the prohibition continues straight into Yom Tif. But is that true? But Rav says halacha halacha is like. Our Ba'azekanim, there's a Shiloh, let's read this. I'll explain in a moment. And we're following Rebbe Lezer who says that Shabbos and Yomtif is two separate Kedushas. All right, what does this mean? So Rav says like this We know that um, if somebody has to make an Aruf, okay, um, do you view the two days of Yomtif? together, like you make one era for both days, or do you have to renew it just in case I did it too early, right? You have to, just in case I did it uh, too far in advance. So there's an opinion of our Ba'zikadim, there are four Zikadim who say that every time you have two days of Kedusha, you're going to need a new era for the next day. You can't rely on the previous day's era. So the Gemara is asking a question. According to Rav, who says that Kedusha of Shabbos continues right into Kedusha of Yomtev, it must be it's one straight Kedusha. It can't be one straight Kedusha because Rav holds like the Dalit Zikanim who say that Kedusha restarts every day. If Kedusha restarts every day, why if an egg is laid on Yomtev, why if an egg is laid on Shabbos, and let's say Yumtif starts on Sunday, why does that Kedusha continue? According to you, Rav, every day stands on its own. That's the Gemara's question. Gemara says, Ella hacha, the Rabba, rather, the Bachhoikas is in Achana de Raba, which we had earlier. That uh, Rabbah says the problem is you're going to have Achana on Shabbos going into Yom Tif, You're not allowed to do that. Rav Islay Achana de Raba. Rav Rab accepts. Uh, Rav Rab accepts Rabba's view that there's an issue of Achana from Yom into Shab- from Shabbos into Yom Tif. And Rabbi Echanan does not agree with that Svara. Okay, beautiful. Says the Gemara Kitanoi, <laughs> like we have a Machlak no, the Beshabas Teokho B'yomtif, an egg that was literally means born, but you know, it's an egg. So it was laid on Shabbos, Teokho B'yomtif, you're allowed to eat it on Yomtif. B'yomtif, let's say an egg was laid on Friday, erev Shabbos, Teokho B'yomtif, you're allowed to eat it on, you can't eat it Friday, you could eat it on Shabbos. Adayani There's a about this. Bishamai says it's not going to be Moksha. Bishamai, again, is a lenient opinion. The Mishnah is also going to be lenient on whether the two days are considered, whether he's going to say the two days are separate and you're allowed to eat it. be And soul says you're not allowed to eat it. Okay. Beautiful. So there's a Machloikas. Very interesting. Pause for a moment. We're going to get a couple stories here. But there's a machlekas team beishami and in our mishnah about whether an egg that's laid on Shabbos or Yom Tif is muktzah or not, and they're in addition to that, they're also going to be arguing whether when you have two days of kedusha, one that goes straight into the other, whether we consider that kedusha achas, and the, according to beisilol the prohibition of muktzah will remain throughout the next day, and beishami who's lenient is also going to be lenient. And say uh, about the days, and say that each day actually stays by itself. So, either way, you're going to be allowed to use it. Okay, period. Let's read a let's learn a couple of together. All right, very interesting. Gemara over here, let's get cracking. Ravada Yomtif, the Shabbos. The host of Ravada Barabba had eggs that were laid on Shabbos and Yomtif. Beautiful. Asalakame. So they came to Vada Baraba, okay, A big rabbi staying at their hotel, yeah? Um, he's the mashkiach. Um, really they say to him, "My Listen, you're here for Yom Tif. Yeah, we're at a Pesach hotel, all right? And Erev Pesach is Shabbos. The first night's going to be on a matzi, the, the Seder's Matzi Shabbos. Vada Baraba is the guest uh, scholar-in-residence. Beautiful. There's eggs that are laid on Shabbos. And they're asking him, are we allowed to use the eggs... On Matzi Shabbos. We want to put on the Ka'ara. We want to put on the Seder plate. Alright? We want the eggs. Can we roast them and eat it tomorrow? Yeah? Why, what are you thinking that it should be allowed? Of course it's not allowed because And Rav only allowed uh, an egg if you're going to eat it raw on the next day. He didn't permit um, somebody, uh, eating, um, somebody doing something with it on that day itself, okay? So this, obviously, it would be a little off with my story. My story was when you have Shabbos going into Yom Tif. The only way for this to work is if it was laid on, Shabb- on Yom Tif going into Shabbos. What they want to know is you have an egg that's laid on Friday, Yom Tif. Shabbos is first day, Cholomite, okay? So... The egg laid on Friday. They wanted to know the host in this hotel wanted to know from Abad Barava whether they could cook the egg on Friday, but wait till Shabbos to eat it. And he's saying no. First of all, we pass like a that it's going to be a problem, and you're not allowed to cook on Yom Tov going into Shabbos. You're, you're, you're not allowed to deal with it. It's Muktzah for you on Friday. So if you can't move it, Kabb you can't cook with it to cook for Shabbos. I've a Tanya, and we learned in a Achas beitzah shenoldu b'shabes. Achas beitzah shenoldu biyamtiv. A metaldehyde soft an egg's bore is laid on Shabbos Yomtiv and I remove it. By lachasibos sakli The loi lismech ba'kari amita. Quote from our Mishnah: You can't use it; it's Muktzah. Okay, and you can't use it either. Use it as a cork to close up a bottle, or to lean a bed against. Which bezichul Raf Papa? Raf Papa had hosts. The Amri who gavro dosla kamei. Papa. Some say he wasn't by a host, but somebody came to ask him a shiloh. And whoever it was said to him, Okay? They had eggs that were laid on Shabbos and they wanted to use it on Yumtif. Also they came to Rav Papa Ammar and he said to him, My These eggs that are laid on Shabbos we want to use it on Yomtif, are we allowed? Okay? He says, Come back and ask me tomorrow. Okay. Now the Rav like Muki Amira Um Rav would not have an Amira. An Amira over here is referring to Rav wasn't early Amira, but the word Amira here is referring to an Emar. Amar in Hebrew is to say Rav did not have somebody who would help him out with his shiurim, so to speak, uh, by his side. Rashi explains, shichrus because." He was nervous about shikhus, that people would drink wine by kiddush, and um, he was nervous that maybe he's not going to have the clearest head. Not going to have the clearest head. he wouldn't give these big shiurim, uh, these big uh, classes, um, and therefore he would give a shot right away. However. Um, So this guy listens to Rav Papa, so he comes back the next day. Amale, Rav Papa says to him, "Top of Amud Beis, Echu Hashda Ish Taloi." If uh, Rashi says, "In my Risa Lano Bish Bishachrusi," if you would have come to me yesterday, I was a little high, I was uh, I was a little drunk, but Amri Log, and I would have told you that Rav Rabbi Yechon Alak, Rabbi Rav and Rabbi Yechon and Ha Amar Rava, but. Rava says, I've got a problem with what I, he says, basically saying, if I would have given you an answer yesterday, I would have posken wrong. But today, now that I'm waiting till today, I'm going to give you the right shot. And that is that Rava says, dirav bahani tlos. that we Paskin like Rav in three particular cases, okay? Which is, uh, if you want to look at uh, which three, there's the fourth line in Rashi. Rashi says on this amud. Rashi says the second one is when uh, is is about the second day Maybe Rosh, the third halacha we're gonna get into, which has to do with Rosh Hashanah. The two days of Rosh is maybe is different than the two days of other yom tovim. Let's get back inside the Gemara. And the halacha is that you're not allowed to use the eggs. Okay? The So he wanted to know, am I allowed to? He says, no. Halacha is like Rav. And you're not allowed to use it. If you have wood that falls out of a dekel, wood that falls out of a palm tree on Shabbos, you're not allowed to use them on Yom Tif. Now what does that mean? It said it fell out of a tree on Shabbos. You're not allowed to use it on Yom So it's not so clear. So Baruch Hashem for Rashi. Big Bal Chesed for us. Rashi says, It's not that any branch that comes out of a tree on Shabbos you can't use on Yom It's when you have Shabbos and then Yom starts on a Sunday. If a branch falls out of a tree on Shabbos, you're not allowed to use the wood on Yom to heat up your oven. Because on Yom tif you could cook. You could light a fire, for food. So any branch that came out on Shabbos that's going straight into Yom tif, you're not allowed to use the wood for Yom The al tashiveni and don't tell one second. What about the bait? So Don't ask me what about the egg. Okay, what about the egg? Because Rabbi Echenon said you're allowed to use an egg, an egg that was laid on Shabbos. He allowed me to use on Yom tif. So why by the branch that comes out on Shabbos? Am I not allowing one to use it on Yavtiv? My time, I'll tell you the difference. An egg that, even on Shabbos itself, technically can be eaten. Just don't cook it. Tawaika, surely have the Machar, but we say, oh, you gotta wait till tomorrow, because of Muktah. People are gonna know once you waited from eating it, they're going to realize. Like you're not allowed to you're not allowed to use an egg that's laid on that day, but etzim when it comes to branches, you're not allowed to do anything with a branch on Shabbos. An egg you could eat an egg raw, right? A whatever, a but a branch which is mukta on Shabbos. If we do allow it, if you're going to come and say, you or if you allow it, if you allow it today. It's my uh, If it's allowed today, then yesterday as well. yeah. And only because yesterday was Shabbos, the mela he says. Therefore, I'm going to be more machmir on branches. Bottom line, says Two halachas. Halacha number one: Shabbos goes into yom tif and eggs laid on Shabbos can I use it on yom tif? Yes. Why? Because since really on Shabbos. You're able to eat an egg. It could be raw, right? So we'll allow you to do it. People aren't going to come to do anything on Shabbos. However, a branch that falls out of a tree on Shabbos, I'm not going, that goes right into Yom dip. I'm not going to allow you to use that branch on Sunday. Okay? Because the branch was already mukta on Shabbos. There was no use for it whatsoever. You can't use the branch, Bechlau, on Shabbos. And therefore, you're not going to be allowed to use it uh, to use it on the Sunday, Yomtif either. Amr um, Abbas, says, Let's say you have a branch that falls out of a tree and goes straight into the guy's, an uh, uh, in, in existing bonfire where I, I, I warm up my food. Okay? So they used to have huts. Let's say that somebody kept an outdoor flame going over Yomtef. And there's a big storm. It's a big storm. And a branch falls out of a tree and goes into his fire that he was using to cook, uh, to cook food for Yom Tif. Okay, so Marba Eitzim le Hasikan. One Marba um, you're allowed to add Muhanim wood that has been prepared umasikan and burn them. Meaning, make sure you have more wood that's added that was prepared for this and and uh, therefore is allowed. Okay. Now why why would this work? What would you say? Because at least you're gonna have uh, prepared firewood for yum if that's allowed, and that'll kind of outweigh the prohibited branch that fell in, right? We're saying a branch fell in, you're really not allowed to use the branch. But if it falls into your fire, what we're gonna do pull it out and no, you'll gotta burn. So add prepared wood. Kind of like, you know, make sure you have enough in there. To outweigh this prohibited branch. Says the Gemara, mahapech be isura." But once you add the allowed wood, you are going to end up moving the mukta wood. Says the Gemara, "That's okay. Now, since most of the wood in there is mutter because it was prepared wood, mahapech We'll say that if you, you know, if you ever need to stoke around the wood. You're not really touching the muxu one, you let them touching the ones that you added on afterwards. Says the Gemara <speaking in Hebrew> But what you're doing here by adding permitted wood is being mevatal <speaking> isura <in Hebrew> on purpose. Are you let it purposely be mevatal something? Let's say for example, Utnan, uh, let's explain Utnan. we learned in the <Hebrew> Mishnah, You can't purposely be mevatal <speaking> Isur. <in Hebrew> yeah. So let's talk for a moment. You have a piece of meat. A piece of cheese falls on it. There's no bittal on the cheese. So what do I do? I add a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of meat. And now the cheese is batal b'shishim. Can you do that? L'cha chila? Can you go do bittal? No. Right? You can't l'cha do it. it. Says the Gemara, I don't understand something. You have the puzzle wood that falls in. What's the uh, Go get kosher wood, mix it around, and now it's bottle, Right? Now it works. You can't be b'tal something l'cha chila. What type of zach is that? You could be mevatel l'chatechila when it comes to rabbinical problems. Okay, when it comes to rabbinical problems, itaka is allowed. Now, why is this a rabbinical problem? Because when a branch falls out of a tree, what's its status? Muktzah. Right? That's all it is, Muktzah. You don't find muktzah midaraisa. The whole thing is mid And therefore, you could be derabonon l'chatechila. A big chiddush, says the Gemara. One second, Ulravashi Ravashi, called over According to Ravashi, who says anything that is Yeshayim Matirin, that event that you know down the road is going to be allowed, Afilu on He holds. Remember, we learned this on the early on Namad Aleph that even if if it's midra banon and down the road it's going to be allowed, meaning after Yamtif, you'll be allowed. It's not batil now. Michael, what are you going to say? How are you going to help the situation by adding the other wood? Even if you add other wood that was permitted, this piece of wood that fell in is not going to be battled because it's a davar shi'e Eventually, this wood tomorrow would have been allowed to be used and there's no bittle. So I'm still stuck with issue wood, we'll call it wood with an issue being here, I am adding wood. That's not mavatalit, because the wood that fell in is a davar sheish matirin. So there's no bito. It Says the Gemara. Hanimili de The only time you can't nullify a davar sheish Matirin is when the iser, the prohibition, is beine, is be'en, is in front of me. It's here physically in front of me. michla kali isura, but over here where the wood is getting burnt up by a fire, will say that even if it's Dabar Shehish matirin, you could still be mevatalit. Okay? So we're coming out. Let's pause for a moment. What well, we're coming out with is a very interesting halacha, lefi of Ashi, according to Rav Ashi's opinion, which is, we know you're not allowed to be mevatal lechatchila. You can't purposely be mevatal something. That was the original statement. So we had a problem. The branch is falling out of a tree straight into the firewood that I want to cook with. So there's iser in here. What was the etza? Add permitted wood. Says the Gemara, what's that going to help? Why does that help? The bottom line is you're going to end up moving the mukta. We said that's fine because it's bottle. You're not going to... Says the Gemara, but you're not allowed to purposely be mevatal something, you can't be mevatal something. The chachila, he said, oh, you can. You can be mevatal something. The chachila midrabanon. Says the Gemara, fine, even if that's true, that midrabanon, you're la- with rabbanon prohibition, you're allowed to be mevatal something, but it's still an issue of a davar sheyesh matirin, and anything that down the road will be mutter. Tomorrow you can't be mevatel now," says the Gemara. A davar sheyeshto matirin is only going to be a problem when it's in its original state. But once something is burnt up, like over here, then even a davar sheyeshto matirin will be permitted to be mevatel lechatilah. That's how all these steps are ultimately coming together. Okay. Period. End of that conversation. All right. Now, the primary discussion until now has been when you have an egg that's laid on Shabbos, going into Yom Tif Or Yom Tif going into Shabbos. Let's talk a little bit about one day Yom Tif going into another day Yom Tif. Okay. Now, this would only apply to chutzniks or possibly, as we're going to see, to Eretz Yisrael dickers on Rosh Hashanah. Okay? And we'll see what the status of Rosh Hashanah is when it comes to a two-day yom For Rosh Hashanah. How we view Rosh Hashanah. So, let's go. Emar we learn, Shnei yom when you have two days, you have to have Golos, Rav Omer. Rav says, If you have an egg that was late on the first day, you're allowed to eat on the second day. If it's late on the first day, you cannot eat it on the second day. Now, Rav Ravasi must hold that it's kedusha achas. Now, remember, remember what we learned the other day? Rabiel, you like this, right? When something happens on the first day, you're allowed to use it the second day. Why? shach, Right? Your hat comes in the mail. shach, You can use it the second day. Rivasi Asi says, no. An egg laid one day, you cannot use it the second day. Now, it's, it's not logical. It's not logical. If the only reason for the second day is the Diyayma, So now let me eat this egg on the second day. Because memanavshach. If today is yomtif, the egg was laid on Erev yomtif. And if today is not yomtif, so it's not yomtif. Let me eat it. Memonavshach. The only way the Gemara is thinking right now to understand Rav Asi is to say that Rav Asi holds when you have two days yomtif, it's considered Kedusha Achas. It's like one long 48-hour yomtif it's not just of the like two separate days, one sufik of the other. Once the Rabbana made Exera that it's Yomtiv, it's Yomtiv for forty-eight hours straight. Says the Gemara. One second, but Ravasi would actually make Abdullah in between his two days Yomtiv, just in case the Yomtiv's over. So it must be Ravasi holds that each day's Yomtif is, is a separate Kedusha. And if each day a Yomtif is a separate Kedusha, what's his logic to not allow an egg on day number one, on day number two? I should be able to eat it. Says the Gemara, Ravasi, See, Sees Machmir. He was in doubt. See, he was Machmir, he made Abdullah. But he was also. Had a suffic about maybe it maybe it's one continued kedusha maybe takah is, and therefore he wouldn't allow an egg to be eaten. Amra zero, zero Zira says, "Kavasi deravasi, m'starba." It's logical to say the is like Ravasi. Nowadays we have a calendar. Nowadays we know it. And we still keep two days. He says very a thing. If we still keep two days and we know the calendar it must be that once the Chachamim established two days of yomtiv, it's, it's it's two days of yomtiv. That's it. it. We consider it like one 48-hour Kedusha. And it's not just merely a seka Adiyan. It's a 48-hour Kedusha that the Rabbanam were geyser for the diaspora. Amr um, Abai, says, Rav you want to say it's logical to say gravasi? Like, well, I say gravasi. the Rav Mestavur. I think Rav is more logical. That one. If you have an egg on day number one, you should be allowed to have it on day number two. The we learned the Right? Originally, how did they show when Rish Haydash was? They would light torches on top of mountains and the word would get passed fast. Once the Kusim got involved, they started messing things up. They... they um, they didn't believe in this whole process and they would they would you know try to ruin the system. So the Khachonim sent messengers of Bezdin, Shluchhi Bezdin. The Ilu, Baklu, Kusim. Now, um, if the Kusim would not have been here, Abdin chad so it really would all be one day of yom for everybody. And if now that you have to wait for the messengers to get out there, which is why you, why it's so much harder outside Eretz Yisrael. See, if you have torches, so outside Eretz Yisrael will know right away, one mountain to the next mountain, the next mountain. Within ten minutes, you'll have, right, you'll have outside Eretz Yisrael knowing. But because of these uh, messed up kusim who are trying to ruin the whole process for Klal Yisrael, they. It wasn't working. They were fooling around with this system. And therefore, they had to send Shluch Bezdin. it took a lot longer to get there. And, and that's why, outside Eretz, to get the message to outside Eretz Yisroel. And that's why there's two days. If not for the kuzma, Then everybody would have one day of Yom And where Shluchim would get to, Avdino Khadiuma, you would have one day the says, Abaye, it seems that the, the halacha is like Rav. Why? So, just to explain outside, because the whole, if the whole reason for two days is because Kusim are messing us up, if not for that, wouldn't there have been one day? Yes. It must be that when the Chachamim are gozer, chutzla, or it's two days, it's not ideal. They didn't intend this. It's a default plan that we need to have two days. If, not, if, if we didn't need messengers and we could just spread the messages with torches on mountaintops, the Chachamim would have allowed that. Since they would have allowed it, you can't say it's one long 48 hours. It's two separate individual days out Seika The says the Gemara, nowadays where we have a set my time Why do we have two days of Yamtif? Right? We have a calendar. Why do have two days Yamtif? Because it was sent it was sent from the from uh, the Din. Be very careful with the Minog of our forefathers that we they had two days Yamtif, we keep two days of two days Zimnin the Gazri Amauchaz Gezerah because there's going to come a time where out in Galus the kingdoms are going to make a gzera va'asi the va'asi the ilkalkule and ultimately there's going to come to a mistake. Mamish, a fascinating, fascinating limud, a fascinating limud, and that is like this. Says Rashi. Rashi kicks in. It's a beautiful Rashi over here. Rashi says, granted that nowadays we know. But what happens if a time comes where you have a government that tries messing up the calendar? Takes away the Jewish calendar. We're not going to know how to reestablish Rish Chodesh and therefore across the board you always do two days Tov. This way for later generations, let's say you have, for example, I mean, just give a, you know, we don't see it I mean, I, I haven't seen it right in front of me. But I can tell you uh, it, it, the possibility is not so far off right now. Why is there seven-day weeks? Who says there should be seven days in a week? Think about it. It's a proof to the rabbinic that there's seven-day weeks. If there's no God and there's no creation, who decided that a week is seven days? It's rather brought down that this is one of the things Ahasuerus tried to do. In Achashverosh's kingdoms, he removed seven-day weeks. He made weeks nine days, eight days, nine days, just to fool just to say there's no God. There's no seven. Those are seeing a seven day week. and which is why Esther had her maidservants. She had seven of them set up one for each day, so she'll know when it's Shabbos. Because in Achashverosh's kingdom, there was no set, there was no Sunday Mitzvah. He changed the whole thing. A seven-day week is a proof to God. So we don't need to think too far about a society that just wants to get rid of any semblance of God. Just completely get rid of it. And what are the first things that they'll cause Clay Yisrael to get rid of anything that has to do with there being a creator. A 7-day week, the months, Khais whatever it is. If they ever outlaw it, and I you know I don't I'm sure it's happened in our history Halavai shouldn't happen again. Hopefully we'll have Mashiach you know uh, here today. But that's the concern of the Chachamim. So you want to know why nowadays we have a two-day Yom Tif? To make sure that someday if there's going to be a government that goes ahead and messes us up, we're ultimately going to make sure that throughout the millennia and throughout the direst generations, we're always going to be keeping Yom Tif in the right time um, and on the right day. Okay, we're up to Itmar. We will hold it here for today. And Bez Hashem, pick up from here tomorrow morning at nine thirty. A good Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody, and a good to yer. Hashem.